Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We are in the fourth chapter of Philippians. I want you to go there with me. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, and we will read verses 4 through 7 tonight. We've been here for a couple of weeks. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. You have that? It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be known. Unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, since we, we started this fourth chapter of Philippians, I asked the question, Uh, If the peace of God that's mentioned in verse number seven uh, is available to every believer, why don't most Christians experience it? And the answer that we have given in the last few weeks is that, and I want you to really get this, you cannot respond naturally and experience the supernatural. In other words, we cannot respond to our circumstances the same way that others who don't know God respond and yet experience something that they don't experience. So we began to look at uh, what we're calling the pathways to peace or the peace of God. We discovered four unnatural responses uh, in these verses that lead to peace. Number one. We said that the first unnatural response is found in verse number four, and it says uh, that first response is you must keep a glad spirit. Tell your neighbor, you got to keep a glad spirit. Tell him, say, even tonight. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep a glad spirit. Scripture says rejoice. Again, and then he says, if if you didn't get it the first time, I'm going to tell you again, rejoice. Tell somebody to rejoice. But, 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 but that's an unnatural response. So when I'm going through something, the scripture tells me that I am to rejoice. You, in the face of whatever you're dealing with, you've got to rejoice anyway. The second natural, uh, unnatural response is found in verse number five. And we say that you have to maintain a forgiving and non-retaliatory spirit. If you're going to have peace... If you're going to have peace with God, you have to have peace with folk. You can't, you can't treat people bad and be in, at, at, at odds with folk and think you're going to have peace with God. Amen? So we have to learn how to forgive. A lot of us are, are, are dealing with a lack of peace because we have unforgiveness in our hearts. But we've got to learn how to let it go. Hunt your neighbor say, let it go. The third unnatural response is found in verse number six, and we talked about it last week, and that is don't worry about anything. That's unnatural. That's unnatural. But don't worry about 
anything. We found out uh, last week, and we've said this in the past, that worry is sin. Anything that is not of faith, the Bible says it's sin. And when we worry, we're saying to God, we don't trust you. When we worry, we're saying to God, you can't, ha- I know you can handle somebody else's situation, but you can't handle mine. Worry is sin. And when we start looking at worry like sin, we will start doing away with worry. See, we got to look at worry like any other sin. All right? We have to, you know, because what has, what has happened with us uh, is that we've, we've taken worry as being something natural for us. It's just something that we do. But it's against God. And if it's against God, it ought to be against you. And the fourth unnatural response is found in verse 6 also, and that is pray about everything. Now, we covered the first three, so tonight we're going to deal with the fourth unnatural response, and that is pray about everything. Now, you know, when you really look at this, it probably seems strange uh, that to pray about everything is an unnatural response. But the truth is, most Christians don't spend much time in prayer. That, that's just real. Most Christians don't spend much time in prayer. What comes natural for us is to try to figure out things on our own. But the scripture is telling us that we've got to learn how to pray about everything. I have a lot of people come to me and they, they want to talk and they want to complain about things that they're dealing with. And one of my first questions is, have you prayed about it? Because the truth of the matter is, there's no need of you talking to me if you haven't talked to him. Because when you come to me, what we're going to do is we're going to talk to him. Because he's got the answer. Tell your neighbor, you got to pray about everything. Now, I believe, I believe that Philippians 4 and 6 gives us the prayer process to the peace of God. I think it gives us the prayer process. In other words... This is how we pray into the peace of God. I want to read the sixth verse again. And um, I say again to you that I'm not going to be long. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. The first part of the process, and I want you to get this, is total involvement And total transparency. Total involvement and total transparency. Now, in in this verse, it says, in everything. In everything. I believe that God wants to be totally involved in all of our experiences. If you read uh, Proverbs 3 and 6, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God is saying to us, I want to be involved in everything concerning you, and that's total involvement. God says it's not too small, it's not too big. I want to be in your business. God says, I want to, I want total involvement. Come on now. If you really think about the things that you've gone through in life, just think if you had gotten God involved up front. Just think about the stuff that you have gotten involved in on your own and you didn't involve God and you found yourself in a mess 
And, and, and if you had just said, oh, I better talk to God before I do this. Anybody ever been there? And you found yourself in the mess, you're like, oh. God says, get me in up front. Because if you don't get me in up front, you're going to have to get me in on, on the end of the deal. Uh, but let me tell you something. You can save yourself a lot of a lot of heartache. You can save yourself a lot of pain. Sometimes you can save yourself a lot of money. When you get God involved in your business. Man, I've made some mistakes on my own because I didn't talk to God about it. I, I made some decisions that were horrible. Because I didn't talk to God about it. I didn't talk to him about getting in, but I had to talk to him about getting out. I know I'm not in here by myself. But not only does God uh, want total involvement, he wants us to be totally transparent. God wants us to come clean with him about everything. You can't lie to God. You can't, you, you can come to church. And you can fool us with your little shout. You can fool us with your little throwing your hand up and smiling. But God is, is omnipresent. God says, come on now, just, just lay it on the line with me and just tell me the truth. You know, I'm going I'm to tell you something. There are times I, I, I'm, I'm praying and, and I'm just like totally up front with God. Now God, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I don't want to forgive him. But because you told me to. I see y'all going to fake with me. I'm, I'm just being real with it. You, you got to be totally transparent. Tr- totally. God, I'm, I'm just going I'm, I'm, I'm being obedient. But I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to do it. But I'm going to do it. Because you told me to do it. <laughs> you, you got to be, you can't fool God. He requires us to be totally transparent. So the first stage of, 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 of uh, the first stage is total involvement and total transparency. Let me hear you say total involvement. Total involvement. T- t- tell your neighbor, say get God involved in your business. And then there's total transparency. Tell, tell your neighbor, say, be real with God. Now, 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 the second stage is worship. In this text, it says, in everything by prayer. Now, this word prayer here refers to uh, adoration or worship. And the word prayer in this verse centers around worship of God for who he is. See, too often in our prayers, uh, we are focused on either our problems or our perceived solution for the problems. But here, God wants us to focus on him. You see, in stage one, I've been totally transparent with God. But now God wants me to move to worship. Hallelujah to God. Because when I began to worship God for who he is, I moved from problem focus 
to God focus. Oh, I'm trying to hear. See, hear, hear this. It's, it's, it's impossible to really worship and, and get in the presence of God and be, dis, be depressed, be discouraged, or be despondent. See, when you get into worship, it takes you to another place. So we, 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 we move from being problem-focused See, that's, that's, why, that's why you have to, you have to, you know, when you come to church, and not only just while you're in church, but you got to get involved in the worship. You know, sometimes we come to church, we just want to hear the word, but God wants to be worshipped. And worship, you know, worship does, worship, we magnify God when we worship. We make God Big. No way. And I want you to understand when I say we make God big, you know, God is God. He's big anyway, but we make him big in our view. See, when I worship God, God becomes bigger than my problems. When I worship God, I go to another level. It takes me to a higher place. You know, it's like being in an airplane. If you're in an airplane and you're looking down on this building, this building looks small because you're in a higher place. And all I'm saying to you is when you start to worship God, it takes you to a higher place. And that problem that looks big becomes small because you put God in his proper place. You got to learn how to worship. You gotta learn. You gotta learn how to worship. Let me tell you something. When we're in worship, it's not time to look around at folk. God is your audience. Oh, I magnify you. I exalt you. I worship you. And it takes the focus off of what I'm going through. And let me tell you something. It'll change your whole attitude. Because you get a chance to compare God to what you're going through. And let me tell you something. When you see, when you get a real vision of God, man, I tell you what, it'll run your problems right out of it. So we move to this next stage. Calm down, Steve. We move to this next stage because now we're going to get caught up in the, the hugeness, if I can say it like that, of God. That will show you how small your problems really are. Tell your neighbor, your problem is no match for God. Oh, somebody need to get the revelation of that tonight. I, I'm telling your problems, you know, we, we, it, it, it sounds cute to say this, but it's real. You know, you, you need to stop, you need to stop running to God and telling him about your problems or how big your problem is and tell your problem how big your God is. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what you're dealing with. God is bigger. God is bigger than your problem. Shake your neighbor's hand, wake them up, and tell them God is bigger than your problem. Now, 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 let's look at this third stage. The verse says, in everything by prayer and supplication. The third stage is supplication. Now, supplication simply means a definite request. In other words, my my prayer has to be or my it has to have a target or a goal i have to decide what i want from god 
or what I want to achieve. And I can't just talk to God generally. I, I need to be specific. See, because if, if I talk, if, I, if, I, if I'm not specific, I'll never know when the, the prayer is answered. <laughs> God bless me, okay? I need a financial blessing, okay? I mean, that's the general prayer. You get a dollar, that's a financial blessing. But God, I need $12,168,000 in 15 cents. You have to be specific. You have to be, tell you, you got to be specific. See, when, 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 I, when, I'm, when, I, when I'm, when I have a, a targeted prayer, when I have a goal in my prayer, God knows exactly what I want. God knows it. Man, my, my spiritual father was teaching last night and he was talking about, you know, uh, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He says, we got to get beyond need. Because if we get what we want, the, the need is erased. Oh, you get that tomorrow. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, you got to see, but you just got to be specific and tell him what you want. You ever, you ever had anybody talking to you? Hey, maybe your kids, and they, they're trying to tell you, you know, what they, they're trying to tell you something, but they don't just come out and tell you about what they need or what they want. They're just beating around the bush. Husband, you ever had your wife do that? Just beat around the bush? Just go all around the world? Oh, I got more wives than husbands here. Okay. But <laughs> you have to be specific. You have to be, ah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. My wife, <laughs> my wife will ask me for, for money. And she'll tell me what she wants. And then when I give her what she asks for, she'll say to me, why are you going to give me exactly what I asked for? Well, wait, wait. I mean, you you got you mean Tim? You got to give me to the penny. Well, if you wanted more, oh Lord, have mercy! You should have you should have put the more in the request. See, see, and all I'm trying to tell you, you got to be specific with God. God, you know, you don't, you know, you believe in God to pay a bill, and but you know you need surplus. You, you, you believe God to pay your rent, but you know you need lunch money. Well, God, I mean, uh, I knew you paid my rent, but you know, you knew I had to eat. Well, you should have said something. <laughs> you have to be specific in prayer. So we, we go from total involvement and transparency to adoration and worship, and then we move from there to supplication or definite request, and then the fourth stage is thanksgiving. 
or, or, or gratitude. Now, now listen to this. And I, I promise you, I'm on my way out. Normally, we thank someone for something after they've done it. Am I right about it? Normally. Normally, we thank somebody for something unless my son came to me yesterday. He wanted something, so he started thanking me before he got it. That was manipulation. But <laughs> I want to thank you, Daddy. Yeah. I said, I said you're thanking me by faith, huh, son? Yes, yes, yes. So, but but <laughs> believers, get this, should thank God for the answer in advance. You see, believers, women believers, listen, after making the definite request, we begin the process of thanking God. And that's because we believe that we receive. When I make my request, I start thanking God because I believe that I receive. See, what I, what I want you to understand is that God lives outside of time. <laughs> God looks at the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. He lives in one eternal now. Oh, God. And, and from God's vantage point, it's already done. Lord have mercy. And see, when you get in faith, you position yourself to see things from God's perspective. So, so, so we know that our request is already done. So what we do is we start thanking him before manifestation. Encourage your neighbor and tell him it's already done. So you start thanking him before manifestation. Listen to this. Thanksgiving is the voice of faith. Praise and thanksgiving preceded the feeding of the 5,000. Bible says Jesus took two fish and the five loaves of bread and he looked towards heaven and he thanked God for it. He thanked he thanked God before the miracle took place. And in, in John uh, 11 and 41, Jesus thanked God before Lazarus was raised. Thanksgiving is the, the, the voice of faith. In, in, in 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Jehoshaphat, matter of fact, I want you to start turning, turning towards this. 2 Chronicles, Old Testament. Chapter 20. Jehoshaphat had some great armies coming against him. I'm going to show you what he did, what they did. Look at 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, and we'll start at verse 20. Not 2 Corinthians. Listen, it says, and they rose early. You have this? They rose early in the morning, 
and went forth into the wilderness of Tekio. Tekoio, Tekoe, yeah, that, that word. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. All right. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and they, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went forth, I mean, went before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. So wait a minute now, he, he appointed singers to worship and to praise God and to tell him thank you before he won the victory. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen on the earth, and none Escape. Let me let me let me paint the picture for you. They're in the midst of a battle, and their great armies coming up against them. And right in the middle of the battle, y'all come in. Yeah, stand, stand right here. Come here. Come here. I just want to give you an idea of what was going on. Come here. Now, this, this is just a view of... Now, the armies were great. Like me going up against all of them. The armies were... were they were outnumbered. And here they are. This is... Hated battle. These people are coming to do away with me. And I have to face this, this battle. And right in the middle of them, ready to kill me, I start giving God some praise. Right? Oh, boy, God is good. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. Oh, I bless your name. Oh, I give you glory. And the armies. They got confused. They like they start they start bumping up against each other, and before you know it, while while they were the, the children of God praising, they were killing each other. The Bible says they did not stop until they were all dead. And if you read the following scripture. The children of God, all they did was praise God, give him glory, and thank him in the midst of the battle. The enemy 
kill themselves. And if you read the scripture, the Bible says that the children of God were three days picking up the spoil. The jewels and the expensive stuff were left behind for God's children. They didn't even have to fight. All they had to do was praise. See, a lot of times you're trying to fight battles and you're trying to, you're trying to tr- figure things out and all you need to do is right in the midst of the enemy, give God some glory and tell him thank you in advance. I want, I want to challenge you. Y'all go sit down. Thank you. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. When you're facing anything, any enemy, anything that the devil throws at you, whatever you're facing, when you, when you talk to God about it and you give it over to him, I want to challenge you to begin to give God thanks and start praising God right in the midst of that thing. Some of you are going through some stuff right now. You just need to have a praise party right in front of it right now. says if you hold your peace the Lord said I'll fight for you you're trying to fight battles you ain't got no business fighting your weapon is your praise they gave God thanks prior to seeing manifestation you ought to try that you ought to try that Lord, I done gave it to you. I've acknowledged you. And I've been specific in my prayers. Now I thank you. I believe I receive. I believe I receive and I thank you for it right now. Oh, glory to God. Anybody, anybody here today prayed about something? You had a specific need that you prayed about today? Anybody here? I, w- I want you right now to just lift your hands and just tell God thank you for it right now. Ah. Go, go back to Philippians 4 and 6. I, just want put, I want you to put your eyes on it and we're going to close. I'm going to read this one more time. I want you to just look at it. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen to this. These are instructions, or, or better yet, better yet, this is the prescription for peace. Now, let, 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 let me ask you this. If you went to the doctor, for teaching purposes only, if you went to the doctor and he gave you a prescription to have filled and you went and you got it filled and the instructions on the bottle say, say take this three times a day with a meal, what would you do? 
you're going to take it three times a day. And you would do it because the doctor told you to. But nine out of ten times, when he gave you the prescription, you couldn't even read it. You didn't even know what it said. And then when you had it filled, you didn't know what was in the pill. But you trust the doctor. Most of the time, you don't check the doctor's credentials. You don't know if he really graduated. He could have paid for his degree. You don't check the credentials of the person filling the prescription. You don't check the credentials of the pharmacist. You just believe. And you go there and you do all of that because you trust the doctor. And you take that medicine without really knowing what you're taking. And I'll tell you something else. You're taking it with expectation. And even if it don't work right away, you know what you say? It's just got, it's going to take a little while to get in my system. You can't even see your system. You don't know if it's getting in your system or not because you ain't never seen your system. What is your system anyway? But anyway, (laughs) but you're in expectation that when I Do what the doctor tells me to do. When I take this medicine three times a day with a meal, you expect it to work. And you're expecting results. You're expecting it to do something for you. Well, Philippians 4 and 6 is a prescription. And God says in this prescription, don't worry about anything. Then he says, talk to me about everything and then he says take time to worship me and then he says make a definite request and then he says I want you to spend some time thanking me and then he tells me that the medicine will work because you'll have the peace of God that passes all understanding the reason why we're we're not getting the result is because we're not following the prescription And we're not, and if we do follow it, we don't follow it with expectation. See, when I do this, I expect to have peace. Hallelujah to God. I expect that just as much as I would take a, a pill and expect for it to do for it to do something for me, I expect when I when I do this, when I don't worry about anything. And when I pray about everything and I take time and I worship God and I make a definite request and then I start thanking God, I expect to have peace that passes all understanding. I expect to have results. I expect people to look at me and say, what happened? You don't look the same when I've been taking my medicine. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I know, I know that. You must be awesome. Yeah, I took this prescription. Well, last time I saw you, man, you was this whole, you were like nervous and you were worried. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I got my prescription filled. And I've been taking this medicine. What? Really? See, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You got to start telling people about your doctor. 
and telling them what you own. Ah, oh, Lord. What you own? What, what you taking like that? Here, let me, let me show you. Philippians 4 and 6. See, let me tell you. I don't just teach this and hear this and let it go in one ear and out the other. I expect to see what's in here show up in my life. I done got to the place in life well, I'm saying like Paul, none of these things move me. No, come what made from day to day. I know my heavenly father's watching over me. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor seed begging bread. Let me tell you something. I always win. The Bible says that God causes me to triumph always. I'm going to say this to you again. Because I want you to really know this in your spirit. That we the children of God have a blood bought right to have peace. Peace ought to be normal for us. You're abnormal when you're outside of peace. Peace should be a normal thing for you. It shouldn't be a strange thing for somebody to say, oh, you look so peaceful. You ain't got to be dead to look peaceful. You can be peaceful while you're still alive. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to wait until they, you know, they, they close my eyes and I'm going to rest in peace. No, I'm going to have some peace while, I'm, while my eyes open. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.